This recording is intended to be used as an educational resource for healthcare providers. It is in no way a substitute for the independent decision making and judgment of a qualified healthcare professional. It should not be used to make a diagnosis or to overrule the advice of a qualified healthcare provider, nor should it be used to provide advice for emergency medical treatment. Rwandan National Neonatal Protocol Discharge Planning with Mirab Nishime. Introduction. I'm Mirab Nishime. I'm a nurse working with Partners in Health. Today, we are going to revise the chapter related to discharge planning. Overview. By the end of this chapter, participants will be able to describe the four assessments that should be made when deciding whether to discharge a patient. Recognize three danger signs that would prevent discharge. Identify three examples of infants who should have rendezvous. Model appropriate caregiver discharge counseling. Considerations in discharge planning. There are five main considerations when discharging a patient. Feeding, respiratory condition, temperature, neurological status, and danger signs. All should be assessed before discharge. The discharge criteria for nutrition and hydration are as follows. The infant is not on intravenous fluid. The infant is receiving at least eight feeds per day or a total of more than 120 mLs per kilogram per day. Or is the man breastfeeding well? The infant has gained at least 15 grams per kilogram per day for at least three days and weigh more than birth weight. The mother or caregiver is confident about feeding and looking after the infant. The infant is passing urine and stool normally. From a respiratory perspective, a newborn can be discharged if there are no signs of respiratory distress. Premature or low birth weight babies should show no apnea for three days without caffeine or aminophilin. In terms of thermoregulation, an infant who maintains a normal temperature of between 36.5 degrees Celsius and 37.5 degrees Celsius without the use of an incubator or rancid heater for at least three days can be discharged. Newborn with hypoxic ischemic encephalopathy who were on anticonvulsant can be discharged once they have been off anticonvulsant medication for 48 hours without seizures. Patients should only be discharged if they do not display any danger signs such as fever, jaundice, convulsions, or abdominal distension. There are several important steps that should be followed for each patient when planning for discharge. The caregiver must be advised about warning signs for illness and safe methods of newborn care, including sleeping positions and not covering the newborn's face. Community support systems should be offered as needed. Medications or supplements 
must be prescribed or given to the caregiver. Preterm infants of less than 35 weeks or those with a birth weight under 2 kg should be given iron therapy. For HIV-exposed newborns, prophylaxis should be provided and follow-up must be scheduled. Iron therapy should be given to premature or low birth weight newborns whether or not they are anemic. Newborns who are not anemic should be given a preventive dose of 2 mg per kilo per day, elemental iron for 2 weeks to 6 months. Anemic infant should be given a treatment dose of 4 mg per kilo per day for 3 months, then transition to the preventive dose for another 3 months. Iron is available in different forms and concentrations with different amounts of elemental iron. Be sure to pay close attention to the concentration of elemental iron and ensure proper dosing according to the protocol. Review the exact dosing and administration with the caregiver prior to discharge. Keep in mind that overdosing on iron can be very dangerous. Infant with certain concerns should be seen for follow-up at the outpatient clinic one to two weeks after discharge. This includes low birth weight and preterm infants, infants with concern for feeding difficult, severe birth asphyxia, confirmed meningitis, or other concerns for vulnerability, or those born to HIV-positive mothers. Contact details, weight, head circumference, final diagnosis, prescribed medicines, and discharge examination should all be recorded for the follow-up visit. Case studies. We will review the contents of this chapter by looking at a final case study. Oscar, a newborn patient, was born at 30 weeks gestation weighing 1,300 grams. His parents are asking you when he will be able to go home. What do you tell Oscar's parents? You can tell them that Oscar can go home when he's eating well and regularly voiding and stooling gains at least 15 grams per kilogram per day for at least three days and has exceeded his birth weight, has no respiratory distress and no apnea for three days without caffeine or aminophilin and has a normal temperature without an incubator or other external heat source for at least three days. On discharge, Oscar should be scheduled for rendezvous because he's preterm and low birth weight. You are ready to discharge Oscar as he has met all the criteria. He's eating well and regularly voiding and storing. He's gaining weight well and weigh more than his birth weight. He has not been on caffeine or external heating device and shows no signs of respiratory distress. What danger signs would you assess for prior to discharge? Assess for fever, jaundice, 
seizure and abdominal distension before discharge. Cancel the mother to return to the health center or hospital for feeding difficult skin that is hot or cold to the touch, yellow skin, seizure or lethargy. Summary Now that you've finished this chapter on research planning, you should be able to Describe the four assessments that should be made when deciding whether to discharge a patient. Recognize three danger signs that would prevent discharge. Identify three examples of infants who should have rendezvous. Model appropriate caregiver discharge counseling. Remember this key point from the chapter. Prior to discharge, Patients should be assessed for nutrition and hydration, respiratory, temperature, and danger signs. The following danger signs will prevent discharge. Fever, jaundice, conversion, and abdominal distension. Infants with high-risk criteria should be followed up in one to two weeks at the outpatient clinic. Appropriate discharge counseling is important to ensure caregivers can adequately support a patient at home and know when to bring the patient back in. Thank you so much. This recording is a production of Open Pediatrics, a free and open access resource for pediatric clinicians worldwide. For more pediatric care materials or to join our global community, please visit our website at openpediatrics.org.